I'm going to ask you right now, go ahead and prepare your tithes and your offerings, fill out the envelopes. If it's God leading you to do online, go ahead and, and put your, uh, your, your offering into uh, your mobile devices and I'll give you a few minutes on that. But also want to give you the opportunity to fill out those envelopes with your prayer requests. This is this so important to the Lord and so important to us that we take on the responsibilities of apostles and prophets and ministers in this house to receive your prayer requests so we can take them to the altar of God and agree according to the word of God in Matthew 18, 19. Jesus was so profound in speaking to his disciples by saying that if two or more of you agree it upon it, touching any one thing on earth, it will be, it shall be done for them by the Father which is in heaven. He wouldn't say that unless it was true. The power of agreement in prayer is so, it's so vital, it's so necessary. Because many times, uh, you know, I, I'll be by myself and I need, I need someone to pray with me immediately. My wife may not be in the house. I may not be around any of the brothers. So I turn to the Holy Spirit as a person. And I ask him to come in agreement with me. And I know when he comes in agreement with me, according to the will of God, and according to the word of God, I will see that prayer come to pass. So we want to encourage you. Write your prayer request down. And you can hold on to those for the latter part of this. And when we bring you up here to anoint you with oil and to pray over your lives, you can put them in the bucket. And I need to turn this air conditioner down just for a minute. My head is cold. Pray for more hair on Brother Michael's head. See, I feel it growing already. And we got, we got room in the front row here if you want to come forward. And obviously it's going to be a quick, a quick service tonight. The message won't be that long. Uh, but also praying, for your, praying into your lives tonight. Anointing with oil. And so as we move into this, this teaching on strategic moves and applications, when uh, the Lord put this, the Lord gave me a list of uh, topics about a year ago, and this is one of the many. So when I pulled this one today, the Lord said, we can go on with this. We can continue with this with uh, sessions after sessions or, or uh, uh, what do you want to call them? Um, yeah, applications and, and uh, part one, part two, part five, part, part ten. But we're just going to enter into this and we'll see how the Spirit of God will lead us uh, down the road here in the weeks. All right? So in Psalms 37, verse 4, this is God's heart to us. He said, this is a description God gives to us to explain how many you delight in the Lord. How many delight in yourselves? I delight in myself because of what God done for me. What he's done for me, what he's done through me, what he delivered me from. I delight in myself, but I also delight in the Lord. And Psalms 37, 4 says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall what? Give you the desires of your heart. Again, the application of, of making petitions and requests before the Lord. And yeah, he knows everything about us. He knows those things that uh, we desire. Even before we ask of them, the Bible says he knows of them before we ask. Amen? So tonight we want to ask you to step into this uh, with a little bit of an explanation of what a strategy is. A strategy is a plan of action designed to achieve a major or overall aim. A work towards something or for someone. An application is is, is re, uh, referred to as a request, a petition, or putting on something. It also refers, and we're not going to go into all the teaching on this, but an application, it also refers to anointing or applying. Come on, applying something. And we do that every service. We apply oil to you. 
Amen. We anoint you with oil. And so we see the significance of both the uh, strategy and the applications of strategy. So we're going to go to uh, the screen here. You all know the story. It's probably the first story we, we learned in Bible school and Bible study. Um, John 3, 3, guys. John 3? Yeah. All right, I'm going to be reading from the New King James, and this is what it says. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. And this man came to Jesus by night and said to him, and we can, we can go into all the breaking down why he came by night, but I just want to go to the, 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 the foundation of this. Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher from God, for no one can do these things that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered Nicodemus and said, Most assuredly, I say unto you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So here's the strategy in this concept. It's a plan of action that the Father of glory, Jesus, His Son, and the Holy Spirit designed for redemption, saints. Listen to this. It's for the salvation of humanity. It is part of the bigger plan for eternal life in the life of the believer. And the Bible tells us that every action of God was backed by strategic moves of the Holy Spirit. An action applied to bring about their results with a divine purpose. Let me say that again. Every action of God was backed by a strategic move, an action applied to bring about their result with a divine purpose. I'm going to give you a little download. We're going to go deep. I was sharing this with the apostle on today, and she had me repeat it. Because <laughs> it's deep. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Come on, let me see some of your teeth. Smile. Smile. <laughs> it's a good night tonight. <laughs> in the beginning in Genesis, as eternity, unending time exists. The triune of God is preparing a strategic plan. A God plan with an orchestration. And Robert, you can relate to this. You know sound. An orchestration, a sound. A vibration of music that would lavish, <laughs> freely give his creation substance, producing his desired effect, marking the beginning of creation to prove without a doubt that he, God, as the uncreated one, is God and God alone. Can I get a witness in the house? Chew on that one for a little while. Let it digest, amen? Masticate. Anyway, all right, press on. From everything that God created in the beginning, the grass, the fruit trees, uh, to yield fruit, and the glory light. Somebody help me out. The glory light from heaven to do what? To rule over day and to rule, rule over night. The abundance of the living creatures according to its kind, cattle and creeping things and beasts of the earth, each according to its kind. The Bible says, and it was so. And in verse 25, how God made the beasts of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Saints, this, is, this was all part of God's strategic plan for the redemption, the salvation of humanity. And so when we look, when we read through the scriptures in the, in the, from the beginning of Genesis 1-1 on, 
all the way to Genesis 22:21. We see God's strategic plan and his word being applied to those plans so that the things that he's desired, the things that he, he desires for his people, for kingdom living and kingdom purpose is all found in the scriptures. Amen? Amen. And so we turn, I'm going to pull up a couple of the, uh, the stories uh, in, in the Bible here. In the life of Moses and his family. And uh, let's, let, let's, um, here, let's do this. Father, I'm asking in the name of Jesus, in our minds, take us through the quarters of time. And let us see with understanding everything that is being applied in this message for tonight. That it would get a hold of our spirit, man, and that we would be able to dissect and, and understand the depth of the revelation and the purpose by, behind everything you planned, every strategic move. That as, as history would progress, there would be the confirmation that you exist, that you exist not in some things, but in all things. And all of God's people say, Amen. Noah's Ark, it was a strategic, <laughs> it was a strategic plan. Orchestrated and inspired by God. It was an idea applied, a plan, with a boat, come on, that would become a symbol of salvation for a people God created in his image. It became a container that would house a family who saw right, who, who God saw righteous through his eyes. Delivered them, saved them from a world full of corruption. You all know the story? The idea that God would create this massive boat. And I just throw this out at you. Did you know that they reproduced? There's a replica of Noah's Ark. Where's it? Where's it? Kansas? I think it's in Kansas. Yeah, you can go on tour and they'll take you through and you can walk through the things. And they, I, I, I don't know if they have animals there or whatever, but uh, a replication of, the, of Noah's Ark. Uh, we're going we're gonna to make a point with my wife and we're going to go and gonna check it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool. All right, Moses and the children of Israel became witness to his strategic plan to deliver them from 400 years uh, of years of bondage to slavery. Come on, Sames. If we can just grasp the, 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 the awesomeness of this, this God we call God, this one whose name is Jesus. I mean, really, just let it resonate within our spirit. Come on. The strategies with God's plan apply, resulting in over one million of God's beloved to be set free. We've spoke many times, we've taught on this, uh, that God we serve is a God of plan. A God of purpose, a God of design, come on, and a God of objectivity, amen. To know the truth of God's word and to understand everything that takes place in the natural realm is already first manifesting in the spiritual realm. And I, I'm going to download right now. Some of you tonight, God's going to anoint you, and he's going to put an anointing as a seer upon your lives. Amen. So you'll be able to begin to see into the spiritual realm the things that are about to happen before they do happen. So you can pray accordingly to us. Oh my God, the Holy Ghost is here. That, that worship, brother, man, it did it. It brought it down. You know, the Bible says, I, I sound like a parrot every service, but that's okay. <laughs> Repeating myself. The Bible says when the worship goes up, the glory comes down. Interpret that. 
Again, the evidence of God's heart for the souls of mankind. In the life of God's handmaid, Esther. Ooh. A strategic plan applied by God to expose the Antichrist spirit. Somebody help me out. Operating in the life of Haman. A plan to an annihilate a society, a culture, two generations of God's beloved. But in the midst of all the confusion, God is working behind the scene, revealing his redemptive plan to the life of Esther that will mirror the life of Christ as Savior, as Redeemer, as Deliverer, as Healer, and as Provider. Amen. See, God's, God's strategic for humanity's salvation is given in its simplest explanation, resulting in eternal salvation to anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord to be saved. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. That was course one of a five-course meal tonight. <laughs> Let's go to the scriptures in Romans 10, 1 through 13. And you all know the scripture, another one of these scriptures you learn when you first, you, you first receive Christ. But well, God's asking us to review this to get it deep in our spirit. This is Paul writing to the church at Rome. He says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law. Come on, somebody in this house. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. For Moses writes about the righteousness which is of the law. The man, excuse me, yeah, the man who does those things Things shall live by them. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven. That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who will descend into the abyss. That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is in you. The word of God is in you. Christ Jesus is in you. The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we, produce, which we, pre, we, we preach. And here's the confirmation. This is so simple. And, and many men and women of intellect can't, can't comprehend it because they're thinking of the intellectual mind. That's why it's so important to be, uh, to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Because it gives you the knowledge that passes the intellectual mind and allows the intellect of the Holy Spirit in you to give you understanding. And it's so simple. Verse 9. That if you what? Confess with your mouth. Come on. A simple word coming in my mouth. That the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, the book says, the Bible says, whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Gentile. For the same Lord is over all, is rich to all who call upon him. For whosoever, for whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's a guarantee. Come on, it's a guarantee. 
So what is God talking about? Let's break into the scripture. What is he talking about here? That not only will we be saved and receive our eternal salvation, but when the enemy comes our way, when the situation comes that will try to devour us, we call upon the name of the Lord and he will save us from the destruction. He will save us from the, the, uh, the assignment that the enemy is trying to put against us. And I know you all, I know you all experience when those thoughts come into our mind. When those fiery darts come to try to bring doubt and unbelief, bring confusion, even to try to take you back to your past that God delivered you from. Come on. Yes. The Bible says when you call upon the name of Jesus, he'll save you from that moment. He'll save you from that instance. Someone say strategic application. We're only halfway through this and I'm ready to lay hands. Come on. And, and the Bible tells us in one event, one circumstance, <coughs> part of God's strategic plan and the application of that plan is that he, before he created the heavens and the earth, he predestined a young lady by the name of Mary in whom he chose to become the mother of our Savior strategic plan and look how long God waited when he first said let there be light to now and we see in the New Testament God's putting his plan into effect one of the archangels sent by God to reveal God's strategic plan to Mary Jesus' mother the word given to her the word was applied putting God's strategic plan into effect let's go to the screen Luke 1 26 now in the sixth month the angel Gabriel sent to God to a city of Galilee. Can I read to you today? Yes. You say, no, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel sent to God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, I want to stop here. Sometimes God will send an angel. And the Bible says that Often, we don't even realize that often we entertain angels unaware. So when you see somebody in distance, you've never seen them before, and God says, go and, and, and help them out, don't take it lightly. It just might be an angel. You're being tested. Amen. And really quick, this is before my wife and I got married, and I went to a conference, and I didn't know what was going on at the time, but uh, the conference was there, and there was a, a young man who came out of nowhere, and he begins, begins to talk to me, and I thought, what's going on with this? And then uh, we were done with the conference, and he asked me to come up to the room, and I was like, I don't know about this. Come up to my room, I don't know you from Adam. And, and anyway, he came up, and as he was there, he began to minister to me the word of God. And it was so profound, as he just began to minister to me, speaking to me prophetically, and he handed me his, his Bible, and he says, here, take my Bible. And I, I took his Bible, and he says, now open it. And I opened it, and the entire Bible, all the papers were saturated with oil. He says, smell, smell oil. And I'm telling you, saints, Brother Michael doesn't mess, I don't make up stuff. I smelt this fragrance, and it was a fragrance I never smelt before. 
Amen. And uh, he says, this, is, this, is, this comes from God. He said, God gave me this Bible. And one day he said, look at it. And when I opened it, it was, it was full of, of uh, oil. And I said, okay. I said, so we had some ministry time. And, and I said, excuse me, I need to go to the bathroom. And I'm not lying to you. I go to the bathroom. was in there maybe three minutes. I come out. The guy was gone. He was gone. He didn't say goodbye. He didn't say whatever. He was gone. And when he, was, when he left, I thought, well, that, that's weird. It's kind of strange. I went to bed that night, and the Lord let me know I had a visitation. An angel of the Lord entertaining unawares. Amen. So you never know. Amen. Angel will come, visit you, may talk to you. Okay, let's get back to the story. All right. Where am I? And having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting or salutation is this. Then the angel said to her, don't be afraid. Mary, for you have found favor with God. Anyone here know you've found favor with God? And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and she shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great. And will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord will give him the throne of his David father, of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob. How long, saints? Forever. Forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. And then Mary had an exchange, a conversation. She said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? How many know every strategic move of God is supernatural? Come on. Every move he makes is super. I, I just had to throw that out there. All right. Hallelujah. How, that I don't know a man. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Verse 38. And Mary said, Behold, maidservant of the Lord, let it be. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Saints, Gabriel spoke the strategy of God. Mary heard it. She received it and declared it to be so. Somebody say strategic application. And throughout the word of God, the believer is given God's word as a tool for strategic applications. Its purpose is to apply it to every situation and circumstance that surfaces or appears in their life. We know that through our confession, salvation is given. Amen? Through our conversations, through our, our petitions, through our prayer requests, healings manifest. And as we continue to petition and ask God for the things that we need, that he knows we need, healing in our bodies, they will manifest. Hallelujah. The inspirational gift of prophecy, tongues, and the interpretations of those languages are all given to us to move strategically and apply them to every situation in our lives. And I'll just throw this out there, that there's still controversy and confusion going on in the body of Christ about the gift of glossiely and the use of tongues. Many are saying it's no longer for this time, but yet, are we not speaking in tongues? Come on, somebody. Revelation from God's wisdom and knowledge to discern 
what spirits are in operation. We can do a whole month's teaching on this. Many people will say, well, I can discern this and I can discern that. Yet we have the gift of discerning things that we see through, the, uh, through our natural eye and the things that we hear through our ears, our natural ears. But what God is speaking here is talking about discerning, the, discern, the gift of discernment to know what's of God, what spirits are of God and what are not of God. Amen? Amen. And they're all over the place, saints. So oftentimes, and we've, we've taught here in the school of ministry, oftentimes how the Spirit of God will speak to us in, in this school of, of prophecy. And many times we had the opportunity to pray in the lives of individuals, individuals with situations that are going on them and in them and through them. But one of the things we've been given understanding is that the enemy will come when God would ask you to do something for his kingdom whether to labor physically for somebody or to speak a prophetic word in their lives or speak a word of knowledge or, or just encourage them. A spirit of fear will come against the mind of the individual. And that spirit of fear will paralyze you. It will prevent you from doing what God is asking you to do. And everyone that has come into this house, we've anointed them, we've prayed over them, and God has emphasized the the, your, their ability to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. And yet many times they come back and, and they'll say, well, God told me to do this, but I didn't do it because, because of what? Because of fear. Fear coming against their mind. So I've got a note here, and I'm going to ask you today, those of you that are here, if you've encountered the spirit of fear and it's come against your mind that has prevented you from stepping out in faith and doing what God is asking you to do, whether it be an action, whether it's speaking a word, uh, prophesying, laying on a hand, or, or whatever. If you're dealing with that right now, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet right now. Anybody in this house, don't, be, don't let in, the enemy get in your mind, oh, they're gonna, if I stand up, they're going to think this about me. Or it, it doesn't matter what they think. Come on. Oh, they're going to talk about me. Well, you know what? They talk about you anyway, so. <laughs> and I don't take, I don't discount the fact that you're not standing up because with this word, obviously you know the word of God and you've applied the word of God to rebuke that spirit of fear. But I want to assist you here today. I want to help you out here today. I want to stand in agreement with you today. If a spirit of fear is coming against your mind, even now to receive this, in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, I declare, I speak to every ear in heaven, every ear on the earth, and every ear under the earth, that those ears be opened right now. And I declare the authority of God's word against you to bind you. I come with a reprimand against you, and I command you to get your filthy hands off the minds of God's people right now. You spirit of fear, the Lord rebuke you. We rebuke you, the Lord. Bind you, we bind you. We cast you into the outer darkness, into the dry place commanding you never to return again we strip you of your abilities your powers your authorities your skills and your talents to send those fiery darts into the minds of god's people right now and we extinguish those darts that the functionality of that tool would be destroyed unable to function as it was created to be created to function in jesus mighty name if you receive that word right now give praise to god 
You may be seated in the house of God. Part of God's plan for the believer, the life of the believer is that God would reveal anything from the kingdom of darkness that would try to develop before it happens in completing their assignments. This is one of the valuable tools of intercessory uh, prayer. There were those Friday nights when we schooled the, this, this ministry here, and we were here every Friday night for four years, every Friday night. It's when we had the platform, we'd come here, and we would prostrate ourselves in, in, the, in the presence of God, and literally God would take our spirit man out, and we'd begin walking through the quarters of time, and we'd begin seeing the things that are taking place in the spiritual realm. And when we saw them, they were identified. Then we were able to pray strategically and pray effectively to bring those things uh, to naught in Jesus' mighty name. Amen? That God would give a strategic plan to eliminate and destroy any assignments. And I, I, and I, I boast in this, in the fact that it's not us, but it's Christ in us. That in those times, we learned how to pray. And we pray effectively. And we now can those prayers of effectiveness into our lives for the present but also for the future and when we pray we saw we witnessed we became uh, uh, we became a testimony unto God of his faithfulness that as we pray God heard us and we saw the evidence of those prayers being, being answered amen yeah his strategic plan how to intercede to pray, but also in fasting. We see the strategic plans of God in our lives also through the life of the Holy Spirit in us to counsel us. Come on. To give us direction on what God is asking us to do. And it can be from the littlest thing to the greatest thing. He is the great counselor. Come on. Holy Spirit is the great counselor. I'm going to ask, how many have a conversation with him? Do you talk with him? Come on. Do you talk with him? Does he talk back to you? Well, then, then you're in good company. Hallelujah. Yes, counsel, he gives us directions on how to strategize and how to apply. And again, this concept of the prayer of agreement is so powerful, saints. And I think many times, I would say many times, uh, believers even being uh, in, in, uh, in ministry, oftentimes we sometimes, I not say neglect, but we forfeit the revelation that's behind the word of God. As we said earlier, Jesus said, come on, if you simply agree with one another, God will move on your behalf. We just sang it, where there doesn't seem to be a way, God will make a way. He is our way maker. Come on, he is our way maker. Let's go to the screen. Matthew something 17. <laughs> Where was it? Thank you, 1817. <laughs> All right. I'm going to ask you to watch this because there's so much. I, I started reading the scripture in the Amplified and I went to the Dakes and I went off on a rabbit trail and I had to come back again. And so it was pretty, pretty in depth. All right. Jesus answered and said to him, I was talking to Simon Peter, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you but my Father who is in heaven. And I want to take note here. It's not in, the, in this teaching. Since when things come against you, when, how can we do this? When, a, 
when assignment is set against you, the enemy needs someone. Right? So he uses flesh and blood. He'll use someone to put that assignment into effect. That spirit will come upon an individual and they're influenced by that, that spirit and they begin to function and operate. This is why in, in, Paul writing to the church at Ephesus, he says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So your battle is not get against the individual who's coming against you. You've got to look beyond that into the spiritual realm and look to identify the spirit that is operating in them and through them. And you go after that spirit. You don't go after that individual. I would, I would highly re- recommend and strongly suggest when flesh and blood is being used and you see that taking place after you go after the, the spirit behind them, then pray in the life of the individual. Bless them. Speak a word to them that God would give them the understanding of what they're doing and why they're doing it. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock... Well, who was Jesus referring to himself? Upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail or be victorious against it. And I will give you the power of my promise, the keys, my authority, the power to do my works of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind or tie up on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loosed on earth will be set free or loosed in heaven. Saints, God has given you his power and authority through his word to bring a reprimand, a rebuke. Come on, to admonish those spirits that are working behind the scene, to bind them up and to cast them out, to throw something forcefully in a specific direction towards them. His authority is resident in you. His authority lives in your inner man to cast and to bind and to destroy. What is he talking about? Infirmities. He's talking about sickness, diseases. He's talking about sin, the attractions to lust, pornography, gambling, adultery, all forms of fornication. God's authority in you to speak his authority to target, to hit the bullseye of every antichrist spirit is somebody in this house. Every antichrist spirit that would try to exalt itself against the knowledge of God that is in you. That you would walk in his righteousness and his holiness. For you as a disciple of Christ to cling to, to hold on to, to adhere to God's word and all the promise to him that are yes and amen. To the glory of God that is in you. How can you say that, Brother Michael? Because it is written in 2 Corinthians 1.20. For the, all the promises of God in him are yes and amen in him. To the glory of God through us. Through us. In the case of an unclean spirit, casting them into the desert place, the dry place. What does it refer to? That God takes them and sends them into that place. Where they're to be bound. It's a dry place. Where there's no water. What does water do? Water brings refreshing to the spirit. Who's, who, who, what, what does the water refer to in the word of God? The Holy Spirit. And so they're cast in those dry places. And to hit them with accuracy and precision from God's eternal word. To bring them to their knees. To bow with the name of Jesus. It wasn't by chance, brother, that you brought that, that song today. That in the name of Jesus. There's something about that name. What's that something? 
that when you declare the name of Jesus against any principality or power, it must bow. Do everything that has a name must bow. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. The purpose is for destroying their assignments. Come on, somebody. To destroy their assignments intended for you, your family, your loved ones, your friends. How, how many of you here tonight would like to, to, to get radical with Brother Michael in the spirit? Come on. Almost half of you. The other half, whatever. Whatever. With everybody standing, please. Come on, everybody standing. I love you too, brother. I love you more. I stole that from Lamar. I tell him, hey, brother, I love you. He goes, I love you more. I say, I appreciate you. He goes, I appreciate you more. He always tags me with, with something a little bit bigger. All right. Everybody's standing. I have, can I have your undivided attention? I'm going to ask you to begin to begin praying for yourself. Hold on to this. Begin praying for yourself. Begin praying into the situation going on in you physically or emotionally and to any current situation. If you don't know how to pray, turn to somebody and ask them to pray for you. Use the strategy of prayer and apply it in your current situation and see if God will not move it on your behalf. Use the name of Jesus as part of your strategic tool. And if you don't have anyone to pray for you, come on up and I'll pray with you. So let's lose sight. Now go begin praying for one another. Pray for yourselves. If you don't have someone to pray, uh, if you don't know how to pray, have someone to pray with you. And if you don't know how to pray, come on up here and I'll get a hold of you. In Jesus' mighty name. Or if you simply need someone to agree with you, turn to somebody and ask them to agree with you. Come on. This is a school of ministry. Thank you, brother, for jumping onto that. Mayara, you're praying for yourself. You don't feel... You're not experiencing something yet. Keep praying. Keep praying. If you need somebody to agree with you on something that's going on in your physical body, go to that person. Go to somebody and ask them to agree. Come on, we're going to be here for a few minutes, so get comfortable. I see, I see the, the spotlight of the Holy Spirit on somebody's abdomen. Place your hand upon your abdomen right now and just begin to pray. Come on, pray. Somebody's neck. Your neck is out of alignment. You got pain in your neck and your shoulder. Place your hand upon that area right now. Begin to pray for yourself.
No se anda a dar a Come on, pray for yourself. Come against the spirit of oppression that's come against your mind. Come against the spirit of depression that is coming against your mind. Come on. In the name of Jesus, it must bow to every thought of doubt, every thought of unbelief. We already took care of the spirit of fear. Any work of doubt and unbelief. Now I'm opening up this altar by the Spirit of God. If you get, you need to sit down, you can sit down. But I, I, I highly recommend remain standing, continue to pray. I need to pray. The Lord's leading me to ask somebody to pray for your marriage. If that's you and you're here, come up here right now. Your marriage. Saints, this is what we're talking about, the activation of the Holy Ghost. Knowing that when God speaks, God talks to you. You call it out. Those of you that are standing here, I'm going to ask you to stay reverent to the Holy Spirit as we're doing this. This is a holy moment. Extend your hands this way. Father, in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, we declare authority, your authority now, to come against the spirit of division. I speak to the spirit now. I bind you, I rebuke you, and I command you to flee. Take your hands off. We abort this assignment out of your hands right now. We declare it destroyed in the name of Jesus. You must bow. Spirit of division. Spirit of confusion. Spirit, here you go. Spirit of retaliation. We bind you. We rebuke you. And we cast you into the outer darkness. Commanding you never to return. Father, I ask you to feel. Feel that void. As a spirit of reconciliation. And bring restoration back into this marriage here's your key master key forgiveness remove the unforgiveness with forgiveness declare it unto the heart of the father and as you do he will move and it's been concerned about this this separation of your children God's telling me to tell you he has those children under the shadow of his wing even as the enemy tries to put guilt and condemnation on them, he will not succeed. You're going to see the restoration of agape. Goes back to the teaching earlier, brother. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. God's telling me to tell you what's taking place. What the enemy is trying to do here is not your fault. 
you're not responsible, he says. God is letting you know he's responsible for bringing restoration. God says, go about my father's business. Shekha, do what I'm asked you to do. Let me do the work that I can do. I can work it out better than you can work it out, says the Lord. Therefore, in this surrender, leave this at my altar, says God, and allow me to do this according to my will and according to my way, says the Spirit of the living God. And, and brother, we're not here to embarrass you. I'm simply telling you what I know. That spirit working through your, your, your wife, it's a spirit of religiosity. It's brought confusion. And as a result, it's causing her to lean to her own understanding. Requiring, uh, requiring uh, and even in her prayer, requiring that God would move on her behalf, not according to his will, but according to her will. And I see the Lord shutting this door for you right now. And I see him locking the key. And I see the Spirit of God coming upon your wife and bringing her to a place of a surrender. Again, continue to pray, but don't do anything more than God has asked you to do uh, in prayer. Don't go to her in words and, and try to, to do anything. Let God work this. And I'm telling you, His intercession on your behalf is going to move upon her heart and I see her the spirit of God I see her dropping to her knees because of conviction and I see her crying out to God asking him to heal this and in the spirit of humility she's going to come to you when she comes you too need to understand it is not her but the spirit that was working behind her and when she comes in, I hear the words in the, in, the, in the atmosphere. Forgive me. Be ready to forgive as quickly as God forgives you when you ask him to forgive you. Father, I ask you now to reinforce the stakes of this marriage, the stakes of this household, and all those things that are necessary for reconciliation. We leave it in your hands knowing that you are the author and the finisher of our faith and by faith and faith alone. We pray is to prophesy and we pray and, and we pray is to speak this into fruition, knowing that it will not return empty or void. But it will go forth and accomplish the very thing that you're sending it to do, the things that please you. And again, brother, right now the Lord's lifting this assignment of the enemy against your mind, guilt, trying to bring condemnation. Again, as God said earlier to another individual. The result of this is not your fault. It's not your fault. And Jesus, bless, bless. The sorrowfulness be removed and replace it with joy and your peace. In the name of the Holy Child Jesus. Come on, continue to pray. We're going to stay here a few more minutes. Continue to pray. Continue to pray for yourself. If you have a specific thing that you need prayer for, come on up and I'll pray for you. Then we're going to continue and release a prophetic word. We're going to give you about 60 seconds. 60 seconds.
we can we mute this mic for a minute? Thank you. Hallelujah. Shaka Bas. 
The presence of Yahweh is in the house. Yah, God Himself, is in this house. Amen. Those of you, you can, uh, you may, you can, you may be seated. Robert, you're awesome, man. You knew when to jump in on that. I appreciate that. Just a few more minutes. We want to release this prophetic word into your lives, and then we'll call you up here to, um, to pray over you again, or pray into you more. And, and saints, this is not to discourage you. This is to encourage you. And again, the Lord's prompting this. We've been speaking on this on a regular thing is that when people will come up for prayer and we pray into a specific situation, we come against a spirit uh, that has come against them. And then uh, they'll go home and a week later they'll come back and they'll say, well, how, how come... Uh, we prayed and, and that spirit is, is, has come back. No, it's not that spirit. It's another spirit. The explanation comes when Jesus came to the, course, uh, the, the coast of uh, the gatherings. And the man that was in the tomb, he come running out to Jesus and has a conversation. And Jesus uh, talks to him and says, well, what is your name? And the madman of Gadiria says, well, my name is Legion because there are many, many, amen? And so with that application, we understand that there may be one that has come from that Legion. And when you pray over it, it's been bound and cast out, but there will be others from that Legion with the same assignment to come against you or try to come against you. This is why God says we're to be receptive and opened uh, and be ready to move to the left and the right. Be ready, be attentive to anything that comes against our mind that's not of the kingdom of God. And then use the authority of God's word. Strategic application in the name of Jesus. Declare the binding power of God against that spirit. Rebuke it. It doesn't have authority over you. You have authority over it. All right. See, the Lord, start teaching on that. The Lord pulled the reins on that. Okay, let's go to the prophecy. Often, in, in every service, what's been happening, every service on Monday night, God will release a corporate word, a prophetic word. And when he releases, it goes in the atmosphere, but it's up to each individual to receive it for themselves. Many times, and as you're here tonight, if you hear a prophetic word going out to somebody and you know that it can be applied to your life, take a hold of it. Come on. Become the recipient of that word. It's not restricted to just one. When I go to these conferences and there's a prophecy over there, my face is over there. When a prophecy is out on this side of the room, I'm over there. And if I believe that word is, is going to be applied to my word and can be effective in my life to, king, to live a kingdom life, and prosper in kingdom prosperity, I'll take a hold of it. I'm no dummy. See, because I know everything that I come to understand, saints, in, in these 35 years of ministry, plus ministry, I've come to understand that God's word's true. 
He's a faithful God. He's a giving God. He's an understanding God. He's a loving God. Everything that his word says. And because I'm a son of his, I'm part of his family. I'm part of his kingdom. I become heir with God. And heir with, with the Lord Jesus Christ. Knowing that everything that heaven has to offer me, I can take possession of it. Because I'm a son of God. You're a son of God. You're a daughter of God. Amen? Hallelujah. So take hold of this prophecy. <laughs> oh, my God. I got nervous yesterday over kingdom worship because, you know, they're a little bit more um, regimented in their time frame. And I'm telling you, it, it seemed like I was only up there for 10 minutes. Really. And I'm going on and going on, and I look over to Pastor Robert, and he's looking at me like, you know, like, wrap it up, wrap it up. <laughs> anyway, praise God. Here's a prophecy, saints. And this is from the heart, heart of the Father to you tonight. How many, how many of you appreciate prophetic, prophetic words? Amen. Only 80% of you, but that's okay. <laughs> Today, my beloved, I make a decree on your behalf. I, the great I am, exist and present before you. My word will go forth from my mouth. It will not return empty or void to me, but will accomplish the very thing that I intended to do. My word speaks of times and seasons. Times and seasons for development of success to grow and abound, to become plentiful, to flourish and to thrive for my truths, to excel, to surpass, to outdo and outshine in every area of your lives. My word opens doors. It opens gateways in the spirit for you to gain access to all that heaven has to offer you. There are realms in my kingdom that I desire for you to gain access to. To experience my love towards you, giving you access to heaven's, oh my God, to give you access to heaven's gains to make headways, progress, advancing, using my strategies to combat the works of darkness and their kings. To assist in abolishing assignments of sickness, diseases, infirmities, and assaults. The assaults of fear, doubt, unbelief, confusion. The assaults of murder, premature death, retaliation. These are only a few of the assignments and operations my word gives warning to. Tonight, I release an anointing from my throne room of glory to place in your spirit man that will call, will call you closer to me. To gain, to gain greater understanding, greater knowledge, greater Wisdom, using every means of strategies, military science, military tactics in the spirit from my master plan, my plans of action to advance, oh God, to advance you in rank, to war at the front lines of this battle from keeping souls from entering into my kingdom. Did I not prophesy that this year, 2020? Two, would be a year of development, both in the natural and in the spirit. Today, know that I am working in you right now 
For the fulfillment of every word I have spoken to you through the lives of my servants, my prophets, that every word I have spoken to you will come to pass. My wife got it. Today I speak a word for remembrance as it is written. Seek me while I may be found. Call upon me while I am near. Let the wicked forsake their way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let them return to the Lord and I will have mercy on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as a rain comes down and snow from heaven and do not return there, but waters the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word. Somebody in this house. So shall my word be. That goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. But it shall. It will. It's a guarantee saints. My, my God. It's a guarantee. How do you know it's a guarantee? Because it's written in the word of God saints. God made a covenant with us. To the life of his son. And in that covenant. That promise. It's been established and it's been decreed and it's been sanctified and justified. It's been approved from the Father of glory. How do I know that? Because it's been, it's been signed with the blood of His Son. It's a written guarantee. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. And O karamasi. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I send it. Therefore, go out with joy and peace in your hearts. Knowing that as you seek me in all manners, I will perfect the good work that I have begun in your lives, says the Spirit of the living God. Can I get a witness in this house? And, 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 and saints... God's beloved, my brothers and sisters in the faith, I release this word to you. What's taking place now and what's about to take place, it's not a negative thing, hear me. It's not for the faint of heart. As believers in Christ, as disciples in Christ, we've got to know the word. We've got to allow it to, 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 to be resonant in our spirit. Because in the same time, even... Our brothers and sisters of the faith are going to need one another to progressively move forward in the circumstances and situations that are about to take place and do it in the authority of God. Do it in the confidence of God. Do it with the strategies God has given us, knowing that no matter what comes our way, man, man, you'll be able to dodge that, the dodge those things. No matter what mountain is in front of you, you 
commanded or cast out and we cast down. No matter how many Goliaths step in your path, you'll be able to bring it down, cause it to tap out. Come on. Tired days that are ahead are not for the lighthearted. So I encourage you in all the different strategies, in the worship. Come on, in your worship unto God, praise Him. Give Him thanks. In your ability to exercise the Word of God as militants in His army. Speak what God is asking you to speak. And I throw this out to you today. Don't do this looking for a favor of man because you're not going to get it. You do it under God. First and foremost, under God. Because man will fail you every time. But God will never fail you. Come on, God will never fail you. Can you receive that tonight? In Jesus' mighty name. All right.